part one chapters four and five of on piety by jean gebert this librivox recording is in the public domain part one on the nature of piety chapter four piety is the life of god in man if there be any reason that can add to our appreciation of the life of piety it is having the assurance that piety is the life of god within us this interior activity which is an aspect of the inner impulse of piety may be considered as divine from different points of view first because it seeks god next because it finds him and becomes possessed of him and lastly because it makes us participate in the very life of god all religious endeavour and particularly that of piety sets man in motion towards god the man of piety is a pilgrim on the way to find god he calls upon god with all the desires of his soul and by the impatient curiosity of his mind as well as by the ardent aspirations of his heart in this quest he asks for god of every creature of everything that lives on the face of the earth of every immensity like that of the ocean or of the heavens of all that shines with bright and mysterious light like the stars in the sky or genius amongst men and in proportion as created things reply to him we are not thy god his uneasiness increases and he says with saint augustine thou hast made us for thyself o god and our heart cannot rest until it is stayed on thee to express his anxiety he might readily use the word of canticles in my bed by night i sought him whom my soul loveth i sought him and found him not i will rise and will go about the city in the streets and the broad ways i will seek him whom my soul loveth i sought him and i found him not the watchmen who keep the city found me have you seen him whom my soul loveth when i had a little passed by them i found him whom my soul loveth i held him and i will not let him go till i bring him into my mother's house canticles chapter three verses one through four these passionate words give a vivid picture of the emotion felt by every man who is torn with religious yearning but they are still truer as an expression of the panting desire called forth in the soul by the life of piety is not god already our life when we feel such ardour when he too becomes the object of a quest so engrossing and so eager moreover god does not conceal himself from those who seek him he answers the pious christian in the words that pascal so often heard in the depths of his heart be of good comfort thou wouldst not seek me if thou hadst not found me to every man who seeks god himself with all sincerity of spirit jesus says ask and it shall be given you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened to you matthew chapter seven verse seven this promise is infallible only 
and then alone deserves to be so when god is the object of our quest after seeking for god throughout creation it is at the bottom of his own heart that man finds him this is not because god has not left traces of his power throughout the universe not because he has not filled the world with his glory but because nowhere is he known so clearly nowhere is he felt so deeply as at the bottom of the human heart the kingdom of god is within you said jesus luke chapter seventeen verse twenty one for this is where the meeting in piety between man and god takes place there it is that man hears these sweet and strong words yea i have loved thee with an everlasting love therefore have i drawn thee taking pity on thee jeremiah chapter thirty one verse three i am a closer friend to thee than this one or that for i have done for thee more than they and they would not endure for thee what i have suffered for thy sake i love thee more fervently than thou hast loved thy defilements there too it is that the christian says to his god in the words of the magdalen rabboni which is to say master john chapter twenty verse sixteen or of the disciple brought back to the faith my lord and my god john chapter twenty verse twenty eight then it is that the soul enters into the possession of god the august presence animates the pious soul and feelings of the greatest ardour and generosity arise therein god himself is the cause of this revival of activity for through him life makes a fresh start so that it is again true to say that god gained possession of through piety adds an increase of life but he does far more for piety not only takes hold of him as of a treasure that one clasps in one's hand nor like a guest whose comforting words one listens to but it also incorporates him within it gets impregnated with him and he becomes its life st paul in his speech at athens tells us that god is all about us like the air in him we live and move and be acts chapter seventeen verse twenty eight st peter goes further still when he says that we are made partakers of the divine nature two peter chapter one verse four we are surely still men but a divine influence penetrates us through and through the life of god is united with ours to uplift and transfigure us this is an impenetrable mystery that faith cannot but adore and which reason can only admire without making any impression upon it this is why theology teaches us that god communicates his life to us in two ways by nature and by grace by nature our life is only a pale likeness of his own by grace on the contrary it is his very life that is given to us it is indeed but a feeble ray emitted from its divine source since the narrow prism of our soul can receive no more 
but it is in fine a true ray coming from him and is rich with his own light and fruitfulness and we will not only say of this life that it is the delicious fruit of piety but it is piety itself and constitutes its living activity and what in fact are the acts of piety it is by means of it as we have said that the soul seeks god takes possession of god and lives on god but for a soul to perform such acts god must already have taken up his abode within us by grace it is he who is present in the soul even before she is conscious of the fact it is he who awakens her and fills her with uneasiness and who urges her on to seek her saviour with eagerness and perseverance and so the first grace that god gives us is to stir up in us the desire to find him the second is that in mercy and goodness he comes to us and gives himself to us and the effort by means of which we gain possession of him as well as the love for him that springs up in our hearts is no less the work of his grace than of our liberty he ends by becoming our interior activity because his grace communicates to us that fertility of feeling and of work that are the crown of piety but if piety is the very life of god within us let us beware of thinking that man has no part in it for the important thing is to receive it or to increase and preserve it god only offers it for our free acceptance he only puts it near us our free will alone can implant it within us if we do not love it if we do not take it it is not ours and remains outside us hence the life of piety is only ours at the same time as it is god's indeed it could not be otherwise and god could not give us the life of piety in spite of ourselves by this ineffable gift he means to make us greater and he does this to the point of making us divine but in exalting us in this way by means of the supernatural it was important that he should not diminish us in our nature and this is why having regard for our liberty he makes his gifts dependent upon our will and if god treats us thus if he only gives us his life to preserve the dignity of ours and to uplift it afterwards to the height of his own we must go towards him with an eagerness born of thankfulness and love chapter five piety is the life of jesus christ in the christian to say that piety implants in us the life of god is to say that it gives us the life of jesus christ for since it has pleased god to reveal himself to the world in his son jesus christ it is by the saviour that he communicates with us and lives in us he is no longer the abstract and distant omnipotent one only figured by gross symbols in the imagination of the people in the person of jesus christ he vouchsafes to make himself seen and heard and touched 
and he further vouchsafes to make his presence perceptible in our midst under the eucharistic species until the end of time if then it be in jesus christ that the christian possesses his god jesus himself will be the first principle of his life of piety jesus himself will call forth the feelings of love and acts of prayer that bring god within us and it is from jesus that we shall get the fruitful activity which is piety that he is the soul of our piety he himself tells us in the gospel where there are two or three gathered together in my name there am i in the midst of them matthew chapter eighteen verse twenty when jesus says to his disciples i am the way and the truth and the life no man cometh to the father but by me john chapter fourteen verse six he evidently puts himself forward as the religious mediator who is necessary for us to go to god by means of piety and he reveals to us a still closer intimacy abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine so neither can you unless you abide in me if any one abide not in me he shall be cast forth as a branch and shall wither and they shall gather him up and cast him into the fire and he burneth if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you john chapter fifteen verses four and seven thus our prayer will bring forth fruit like the living branch of the vine on condition that the very sap of jesus be in us to make us fruitful he declared the condition on which the christian abides in jesus and jesus in him after the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood abideth in me and i in him john chapter six verse fifty seven thus according to the gospel jesus living in the christian is the principle of his religious life and the eucharist is the bread which sustains that life st paul takes up this doctrine and makes it the subject of his teaching christ dwells by faith in our hearts he says and he has shined in our hearts ephesians chapter three verse sixteen and two corinthians chapter four verse six i live now not i but christ liveth in me galatians chapter two verse twenty for to me to live is christ philippians chapter one verse twenty one for the great apostle of christ jesus lives in us to shape our prayers and he gives us his spirit to be the soul of our religion the spirit says st paul helpeth our infirmity for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself asketh for us with unspeakable groanings and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what the spirit desireth because he asketh for the saints according to god romans chapter eight verses twenty six and twenty seven in order that we may better understand that this spirit that thus prays within us 
is indeed that of jesus christ he says elsewhere in his epistles because you are sons god has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father galatians chapter four verse six thus jesus is not only our life and therefore the principle of all our interior religious activity but he is strictly our prayer and he produces its aspirations and its expression within us our life of piety belongs to him even more than it does to us it is sufficiently our own for us to get the merit of it but it so far belongs to him that we are bound to give him all the glory of it and now in order to throw light upon this mystery of jesus living in the christian by means of piety we will borrow a comparison from st paul to explain at once both the nature of our relations with christ and the wonderful union amongst all the faithful wrought by christ all those who have been baptized he says together make up the body of christ christians are the members and christ himself is the head of it just as in a living organism order demands that all the members shall be subject to the head and that all the members shall work in harmony to serve the head so in the church christ alone orders and all the members obey christ alone makes the plans that the members carry out obedient to the suggestions of the same christ christians are not jealous of one another but each fulfils the part however humble it may be that is assigned to him but christ is more than the head in the society of the faithful he distributes life along with the blood to all the parts his spirit inspires life and movement everywhere every good thought every noble feeling and every virtuous action proceeds from its inspiration or his grace is there anything greater for a christian than to live thus by the spirit of jesus is any closer union amongst all the faithful conceivable than the mutual dependence in which they live as members of one body or as branches of one tree and what happy consequences follow from this beautiful doctrine jesus then is the living religion both of each believer and of the whole church the duties which during his mortal life he began to carry out for his father these he still fulfils throughout the ages and all over the world in the heart of each christian and in the whole assembly of the elect if you are bowed in adoration before god it is he who adores his father if your heart is aflame with the love of god he is himself the burning source from which the flame proceeds if the feeling of your own wretchedness fills you with desires and supplications he is himself the voice that gives them expression before god if in an outburst of generosity you eagerly undertake to observe hard rules of personal sacrifice by mortifications or missionary work it is his zeal that seeks to be accomplished in you would you not lend yourself to all his plans in regard to yourself 
after having been received as a member of his sacred body would you rebel against the head that directs you or what shall i say against the heart that gives you life what would jesus meet with your resistance in you will he not be able to take his fill of love and respect for his father to give yourself up to piety is then to give yourself up to jesus adoring praying loving acting and sacrificing himself all this in you but the word that through your piety he speaks within you reverberates in the hearts of all believers who live on him thanks then to his action in you your prayer has as it were a divine echo and its sound goes forth through all the church and with a wonderful reaction the prayers inspired by jesus in all other christians are repeated in your own heart so that it is the mighty voice of the whole church that re-echoes in you such is the law of the living body the activity of the humblest part is felt through the whole organism but in return for this the work of the whole organism benefits the humblest of the parts if piety procures for the soul of the christian this beneficent communion of the saints if it evokes the ineffable joy of feeling that the least of prayers has its value for the whole church and that all the prayers of the church have their value for the least of souls this is because piety instead of being a motion limited to one poor human heart is the very life of jesus christ in a state of activity within each believer. End of part one, chapter five.